Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out-of-this-world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Oh, welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. We are nearing, rounding the end of 2022. And what are some fun things to look at at the end of the year? I think this might actually be the first year I've done this. I've gone in and looked up what are some of the top Googled questions about sex for 2022. I have a few other of these coming for you guys um, this month as well. Uh, there will be one also on the top searched porn for the year. I'm just waiting for Pornhub to put out their list because they would be the ones who know what is the top searched porn of the year. They haven't put their list out yet. So when that list comes out, we will be talking about that as well. How fun is that? So the top sex questions and answers on Google for 2022 are a lot, maybe a lot simpler than you think, but also a lot more complex than you can imagine. So for those of you who are listening for the very first time, my name is Milica Yelenich. This is The Pleasure Zone, where we talk about all things sex, intimacy, bodies, pleasure, all things to do with um, absolutely having more pleasure in our lives and in our bodies. So I draw on a very wide base of knowledge uh, when I work with people and my client, when I work with my clients personally, uh, is also when I create classes for people uh, in general. I draw from a toolkit that relies on some training in biophysics practices, somatic body work, and a variety of other uh, energy modalities as well. So I really kind of cover a wide range of things in my private practice, as well as I am a sex and intimacy coach. And a lot of the knowledge that I bring to this show will dive into both things that are biological, anatomical, historical. Uh, we even look at things that are uh, anthropological and you name it, sociological. I like looking at the I like looking at things from many different perspectives and of course spiritual as well so and spirituality fall under the categories as well for sociology anthropology psychology those are all you know you can have um, spirituality involved in all of those so it is quite the range that you get on this show if this is a first time listening also, if this is the first time listening and you've never joined in to get the weekly updates about what shows are coming up, you can go over to my website, melitzajelenik.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com. And you can click on the do's, don'ts, maybes list. So you get a free list to kind of explore some ideas for yourself and your partner sexually and romantically and all kinds of fun it's pretty vanilla, the list, but it might give you some ideas that you never thought of. When you click on that do's, don'ts, maybes list at the bottom of my website, there is a there is a, a 
button there. When you click on that and you sign up, you will be part of the mailing list that also you get weekly updates on what shows are coming up, what was the show from the week before, and you'll also get updates on upcoming classes and all kinds of other fun tidbits. So head on over there and check that out. And in the meantime, we are going to be looking at the top sex questions and answers on Google for 2022. So this list already did come out, I think it was the beginning of November, they already had established what some of the top uh, questions for, for um, that were Googled for sex this year. And it's pretty, like I was saying, they're pretty simple yet sort of complex because there a lot of these things do not just have one specific answer like do this that's it it doesn't really work that way and I wonder have you ever actually gone onto Google and asked some questions like where is the g-spot how to masturbate how long should sex last how long does sex last how to get an orgasm why do I bleed after sex? Those are the top five questions. And I'm just wondering, have you ever Googled those? Because if you have, you've actually contributed to this list as well. So thank you for contributing to this list. If you never have Googled them, then you might find that Google does have some fun answers for a lot of things. And there's always, you're going to find a variety uh, of, of information that comes out. But one of the consistencies that I've noticed on most sites, especially for the answers of how to orgasm, there is never a specific answer for anybody. Uh, although there are always gonna be some hacks and little tips that can assist you along the way, but there's never a definite for anyone because you ne you're not necessarily guaranteed to be able to have an orgasm exactly the same way every time. You know, there could be traumas that influence that. And like we've been talking about in the past few shows, things about context, things about um, sexual inhibitors, sexual exciters, all of these things have an impact as well. So we will be discussing some of the answers that Google has come up with, and I will add some of my information and possibly critiques on that. So I hope you enjoy that. So we're going to start with our very top question uh, that was listed on the Google, like the top sex questions that uh, were Googled. And the number one question is how to get an orgasm how to get one. I think the wording is even funny because it's like you actually have an orgasm. So how to get one is really funny. It's like, I just ordered my, I just ordered my orgasm on Amazon and I just got it. Did you just get your, your orgasm on Amazon? Well, you can't just order an orgasm on Amazon, though I'm sure Amazon's trying to find a way. You can definitely order different devices that could help you have an orgasm sex toys, etc. And there are a lot of great sex toys that have come out in the last year. And there are more and more better quality toys in the last even four or five years that are coming out. So yes, you could go on Amazon and order how to get an orgasm if you wanted. So if you do how to get an orgasm, you're going to probably find a lot of different varieties of information. And because there's really not one specific way to have an orgasm, right? So you could, you know, you could read different books, you could understand some anatomy, that's helpful. You can understand how your body operates, because just because anatomy says that this 
these parts are the pleasure zones of your body doesn't mean that they're the only ones. And it doesn't mean that those necessarily work for you. So I remember years ago, I had a client and she, she was telling me that she was having some, some dysphoria around uh, her genitals because she couldn't have an orgasm anymore. And I was like, anymore. So when did you have an orgasm? And she had had orgasms in her childhood. Um, and she had somehow decided or become aware of that her clitoris had been overstimulated uh, so much to the point where it's like, there was like fried connections. Now let's get straight on this. There the chances of your your clitoris being fried are pretty rare because there's 8,000 nerve endings that are involved and to fry all 8,000 would be an awful lot of work. One of the things that might have happened, which uh, has been known to happen to people, if you've had, say, for example, herpes or if you have lichen planus, which is <clears throat> sort of a skin condition, um, then your clitoral hood might actually grow over. So having an orgasm, um, if you have female genitalia, might be a little trickier. However, not impossible. And your clitoris, again, that's your clitoral hood. So you might think, I fried my clitoris, but that's your, that's like the very tip of the clitoris. The clitoris is actually quite long, like several inches long. And it kind of wraps around most of your in a way, wraps around in, into your vulva. So it's not uh, necessarily that you fried your clitoris. You might have overstimulated the very tip of the clitoris and the clitoral hood, which kind of uh, can be retracted and usually move. It might actually become, there might've been something going on that would create some problems with that. But the truth is not everybody can have an orgasm exactly the same way. So I went on a tangent there on clitorises <laughs> because the question of how to get an orgasm usually leads directly to stimulate that. You got to stimulate that clitoris for female bodies and you got to stimulate that penis for male bodies. And that's not always true. So how do you reach an orgasm? Can It can vary as much as, you know, as much as the way that we look as much as we have fingerprints, that's how much how to have your orgasm could vary. Some people might need certain environmental things in order to have an orgasm so that they feel calm, they feel secure. And we talked a lot about this on the sexual inhibitors and sexual exciters show, as well as um, on the last episode where we talked a lot about context and how context can have um, a very big impact also on being turned on and being able to have an orgasm. So it's really not as simple as knowing the anatomy, knowing the how biologically things operate. It's not as simple as that. But if you've never tried at all, and you've never had an orgasm at all, the way to start would be to kind of get to know your body first. So how do you get to know your body first would be you could actually look up some information on, you know, your genitals, what they look like, where they're top hot, you know, sexy spots are. You could figure that out. And then you can examine that and you can play with that and you can kind of explore your own body to find that out. Now, 
you know, some sometimes there's this illusion, especially if you watch a lot of porn, there's this illusion that, you know, you got a clitoris, you're going to rub it really hard, like really hard. And um, no, not always. Some people's bodies like that. Some people's bodies like feather touch. So again, in the last week, I did talk about um, uh, some of that. Oh, actually, no, I did a TikTok on porn is not an educational tool. So you can follow me on TikTok for more small tips and <laughs> tools, like one minute videos. Uh, and and it really isn't because, you know, one of the things that you could learn from porn is that you're going to rub that clitoris real hard and you're not even going to try and stimulate any other part of the body. You're just going to rub that hard and you're going to try and make that work. And that's not always going to happen. So try not to get your education for orgasms from porn. That would be my number one tip. That's not actually mentioned in the feedback on the top five list but that is certainly uh i think key because otherwise you're going to start comparing yourself so if you've never had an orgasm first thing to know is kind of know your anatomy see what kind of touch you like there is an amazing body of work that is all about touch blueprint and you can actually figure out what kind of touch you like compared to what your lover likes and it might not be what you think it is but it's something that you can explore so understanding how your body gets turned on first is really helpful in being able to have an orgasm at some point and let's be clear that orgasm and climax are not the same right we've talked about this as well and that's another funny one to me that when people are are key word searching for orgasm what they're really asking for is how do you climax so orgasm is that rising energy climax is that peak so how do you get that that rising energy well the rising energy comes from being stimulated and having your body feel um, at ease enough that it can be turned on and I say at ease enough because if your body is in fight or flight, it probably won't relax. You can even be in a BDSM setting where you're being spanked, but your body's relaxed because it feels safe. So that that is a lot of times for female bodies really important. And I say female because I'm going with this from more of a biological perspective rather than a, than a gender perspective. So biologically, female bodies can have a greater chance at getting pregnant which also is one of the reasons why having an orgasm can be a little trickier because you don't necessarily want to get turned on because turned on can lead to babies and if you're not ready for that things can get messy so i did talk about that a lot in the sexual exciters sexual inhibitors show you can always go back and listen to that so how do you have an orgasm what have we realized after all this it's actually quite complex isn't it it's not just knowing the body parts. It's actually having the environment, having the situation, having, if you're having an orgasm with a lover, if it's not a solo practice, then it's also having connection to your lover in whatever way turns you on. So it doesn't always have to be um, tantric or something like that level. However, it might, you might need that. So not to knock that. When we come back, we're going to look at question number two. Where's the G-spot? First, we'll talk about what is the G-spot, where's the G-spot, who's it named after, and all that jazz. But then we will talk about where is the G-spot after this next break. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? 
Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Today, we are talking about the top five searched Google questions and answers regarding sex. The first one was how to get an orgasm, which actually should actually be written as how to have an orgasm. And we, as we talked about that, we realized this is actually a really complex thing. It's not the same for everybody. One of the hacks that is has come out, um, and I think they've actually done studies on this, but I'm not, uh, don't quote me on that. But one of the little hacks is to actually make noises, moans, and also uh, little screams can actually start to allow your body to relax more into having orgasm. So it's a method of surrender. And I know when I've worked with people, uh, when I work with people, and especially uh, now that I have like a very private setting to work with people, for a while I couldn't really do a lot of the screaming work that I did uh, energetically with people. But now I can bring it back into my practice so I'm not scaring my entire um, clinic and household and everywhere that I work out of. So the screaming technique can actually be incredibly um, just such a relief in the body it can bring it can release tension it can also allow your body to to as you're making noises and screaming you can you can tap into some real primal um, experiences and some traumas too that your body can start to release so as much as it's an orgasm hack it can also be a super great healing hack as well so if you've ever if you would ever like to be um, facilitated through screaming, there's actually tones to use and different uh, ways to go about that to to be guided on that, to be guided to actually surrender. 
let me know. I actually offer sessions in that as well as part of that vast, uh, broad amount of knowledge I've gained over the years and things that I practice. So the question that we're looking at in this segment is where is the G-spot? And we'll probably look at how to masturbate while we're at it. But where is the G-spot? Oh, that mystical, mythical, wonderful spot called the G-spot that, you know, as much as we can say that there is a like, there, there is some more recent information that says, yes, this, this, there is actually some tissue that changes in the body, but um, I don't know if they've, if they've done a really huge uh, cross section of society to know if that exists in everyone. So why I say that is, is if you've never had a G spot, do not make yourself G spot orgasm, do not make yourself wrong for it. What is this crazy G-spot? How do you have an orgasm that way? So one of the things is your body really needs to be quite stimulated to have a G-spot orgasm so that your body is relaxed enough to, to be able to have that. That That is something that has been consistently part of the teachings on the G-spot. And what is the G-spot actually? The G-spot is the Grafenberg spot. Grafenberg spot. I often put a T in there, but it's Grafenberg. So the Grafenberg, Grafenberg was a, a man who decided to name this part of the body the G-spot after it's named after him because he claimed finding it. But um, we know that that's not actually completely true because it goes back further than that. But that's a whole other story for another day. Perhaps I will do an entire show on the g-spot the history the myths that on all that and i might have already done one it's hard to say after 400 episodes almost so what is it where is it located so the grafenberg spot there's a little spot inside the vagina so if you have you got your opening of your vagina and then you go about one inch in and up and then one of the things that you can do, so it goes up towards the belly button. So the belly button would be here, uh, like on the upper, like so a person's lying down on their back, uh, and then you would put your insert your finger or fingers gently, hopefully the vaginal uh, area is lubricated, you don't want to go in dry, that's not kind, stimulate and stimulate oral sex, uh, you know, stroking, all of that all of it stroking not just that area because you know what the whole body is orgasmic so enjoy the entire body to the point where the person is like almost ready to explode then enjoy yourself and ask of course i'm all about consent permission if they can actually um, do that and Yes, you might think that permission's not sexy in the middle of sex or something but it can be you can make it sexy you can use words that will make it sexy. And if you need tips and tools on that, then absolutely connect with me for some coaching on that. So you can find me on my website, melitsajelenik.com. So back to the Grafenberg spot. So inserting one about one to two inches, and then the finger goes up in a come hither motion like that. So that's one of the methods. Uh, one of the other methods is that you can use different sex toys that are absolutely designed for that so if a sex toy has a curve in it i'm going to try and curve so people watching video can see that so if it has if it's kind of flat that's not a g spot one if it can curve it can definitely get to the g spot and there are toys that can bend so that you can uh, direct them more into a specific area so 
what happens when you stimulate that? Sometimes the person's the person who's having the, their G spot stimulated will feel like an urge to pee. Now it may or not be pee, however, or urine. Let's use the word urine to be specific. One of the ways that you can kind of hopefully ensure that it's not urine is to make sure that you urinate before having sex. And then unless you have like a bladder infection, the chances are within that hour or two of stimulation, you might not have to go pee again. So, and you can also smell the, um, the, the ejaculate that comes out. It doesn't smell like urine either. So it should smell kind of like seawater. If, if it's really super healthy, if it's in a super healthy body with really healthy microbiome, that cum is going to actually smell a bit like seawater. So now you know. So the G-spot, what, what happens is when you stimulate it, it starts to swell. Um, and then it gets like you'll you'll sense like a little bump or a raise and then you just keep stimulating that until there is that urge the person has that urge to urinate or bear down i remember the first time i ever heard of this i was about 12 or 13 years old listening to sex with sue who sue had this fabulous show uh on on sunday nights it was on radio then later it became a, a cable tv show but uh this was the most fascinating thing because uh, she reassured everybody who was experiencing that that don't worry, it's not going to be pee. And if it is big deal, get out your towels and just let your body go. And I think that's the best advice I'd ever heard ever when it comes to sex in general is just allow yourself to let it go. Because if you're trying to hold on and control the situation, it's not going to be as fun. So those little squeals as a hack um, is great, but also having things set up like towels so that you feel, or, you know, you can get something called the liberator, which is like a magical blanket that will hold uh, all the fabulous, um, that'll hold all the fabulous fluids that come out of you. So you want to be able to soak those up. So, you know, your, your bed doesn't become a giant pond. So yes, you can always get the liberator special towels as well. There's lots of different things out there now uh, for that. So get yourself set up so that you feel that you can just let go. So we're going to move on from that question because I have a few more questions to address in this episode and I want to make sure that I get to them all. So the next question is how to masturbate, how to masturbate. So I know for some of you, this might be a really strange question, like doesn't everybody just know? No, not everybody just knows. In fact, some people were told when they were really, really small, like two or three years old, when they went to touch their genitals and they might have been, they might have had their hands slapped away. They might have been told that's dirty. They might have been told that's wrong. So the thing about masturbation is that first you got to be okay with touching yourself. And I would say that if you've never touched your own genitals, then this might actually be, this might be a little tricky for you. So I would start small and I would move my way up. This is not part of the lessons that I've read on, on uh, Google. Google doesn't mention this, but what I do recommend, because 
what Google says is pretty much know your body, um, investigate your genitals. That's pretty much what Google says. So I would say that that is fabulous. However, if you're really uncomfortable with that, yet you want to do it, yet you're, you're conflicted, maybe there's religious reasons, maybe there's just like lack of information reasons. So if you didn't have the information information growing up, then you might end up having a struggle with that. So what do we do? What we need to do is actually discover your body, period. So in the very first year, I did an episode called Fun for One in 2014, September of 2014. And it's actually a guided masturbation in a way, but it gets you familiar with your whole body. Sense, touch, taste, smell, listening to your body as well. It takes you through the whole process so that you can become more in tune with your body. Now, as a as a quick side note, what you can do when you're kind of getting used to or understanding how to masturbate is start with touching your body in other places if you're not comfortable touching your genitals first. Touch your own arms. Like, what does it feel like to touch your own arms? And what does it feel like, say, for example, to touch your own arms in front of a mirror, to actually witness yourself touching your own self? So you can touch yourself, but then when you witness it, it might get a little bit different. And I encourage you to witness yourself touching yourself before you ever have somebody else witness you touching yourself. So if you've never seen yourself masturbate or if you've never seen yourself caress your own your own arms and your own breasts and your own body, when you go to be in a relationship with somebody and maybe they want you to like sexy dance in front of them and touch yourself, you might feel really awkward. But doing it in front of a mirror until you have some level of comfort so that you're viewing yourself can be really helpful. I suggest mirrors over videos because if you video this stuff, it's in the cloud for life. So I do not recommend videoing this ever unless you somehow want to make money off of it and you're, you know, spare time on um, OnlyFans or something. That's a whole other story. However, in the meantime, I would just recommend getting out the getting out the uh, mirror full length mirror is helpful and just see what does it feel like to actually see yourself touch yourself so if you're you know you can even you like i was saying touch let's start really small like even touching your arms or touching your hair what does it feel like to touch your own neck to like stroke your own neck and see yourself stroke your own neck what does that feel like and you might feel like, what does it feel like to, you know, touch your own face, caress your own face, caress your own breasts, caress your own belly, your own legs, your own feet. Once you've kind of caressed everything and you feel okay with it, then go to the genitals. Because if you've, if you've never done that ever, it might be very awkward. Also, for female, uh, for bodies with female genitals, I encourage you to get out, get out a, um, get it specifically a mirror that's like handheld so that you can see what you're looking at. Betty Dodson, who was an amazing sex educator, died a few years ago. She was the queen of getting people to look at their genitals, know what they look like, become friends with them. And it's really helpful. She was one of the first known that we know of um, or public perhaps it's hard to word it but she was teaching masturbation in the late 60s 70s uh, she was encouraging 
people to go out and get uh, massagers. The Panasonic massager at the time was what was available. It was like the the vibrator of the day. And still one of the main uh, toys that's sold is the one that Betty Dodson recommended. So yay, Betty. (laughs) So uh, masturbation is very individual and it depends on how you, if you've never masturbated. So how to masturbate, the question usually comes up for people who have never masturbated, but it might come up too if you've tried it and you haven't found it successful and you're wondering why that is. Perhaps just knowing a little anatomy is helpful. Like I mentioned in the how to have an orgasm, knowing some anatomy can be helpful. Knowing your body is the most helpful. Knowing what stimulates you is even super more helpful. You might need to set the environment and set set some of the different things up for yourself. So you might want to masturbate with your hands. You might want to masturbate with toys or with water or different uh, things that would stimulate you. So all of those valid, they're all masturbation for sure. So once you know your body, it's going to be a lot easier to show your lover what you like. And when you can show your lover what you like, you have a better chance of orgasm, which also leads to if you can have an orgasm, you have a better chance of having a G-spot orgasm. So the last, you know, the first three questions, the last three ones I've been talking about, very much go together. And you can give yourself a G-spot orgasm as well. Uh, You know, it doesn't have to be done by somebody else. Having the right toys can be helpful because sometimes unless you're very flexible, it can be tricky to, to do the, uh, the method of, of um, the come hither method. So yeah, try that out. All right. I'm heading into my next uh, commercial break. You're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. 
Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So today we're talking about the top five questions that have been Googled around sex and some of the answers. So I'm just maybe adding some information to some of the information that has been gathered uh, as a summation of these top five. And so the last one we were talking about was masturbation, how to masturbate. It's all very individual, isn't it? So when we looked at that, we realized that, wait a second, it's all depending on what you like, depending on how you feel, depending on your experience and how much experience you've had. It's all very different. So whether, you know, even even the the amount of variety, like I was saying before, like the ways to have orgasm and the amount of variety, even with masturbation, is as probably unique as our fingerprints, I would say, that you could try and use the same method on people repeatedly. And there are methods of of, you know, doing uh, creating orgasms in people and their stroking methods and things. That doesn't mean that they are the end-all be-all for everyone. There are going to be nuances, which are the things that would make it like so individual that it's like a fingerprint. So when you have a lover and you want to know what pleases them, if they don't have any experience masturbating, then I would highly encourage them to masturbate. And if they don't know how, then you know you can either assist with them with some education tools, whether it's like looking at books or looking at information online. Um, do not use porn as your education tool. So no to that, but definitely understanding some different parts of the body, what they like. Um, you know, for example, if if person has had a clitoridectomy, then perhaps trying to stimulate the clitoris wouldn't be that easy you might try and do something else and there might be a lot of shame around that and there might be scar tissue and different things so um so yeah there are there are certain things that you cannot just take for granted that a person is going to be stimulated exactly the same no not necessarily there may have been surgeries there may have been situations there may have been violence to the body so not everybody is stimulated the same way and it's always good to have your the person who who it's always good to show your lover what you like and if you don't know what you like then you need to discover that first before getting in the sack with somebody because uh, it's going to be very strange if you don't. For you, it's probably going to be very uncomfortable and your lover will try and do things and it'll just, it can create a lot of uneasiness. So know your body, 
know what turns you on is so key. And how do you masturbate? It's up to you. Do you need to get have a shower and feel your body up in the shower because you're more comfortable with that? Do you need to use the shower head? Do you need to use, you know, jet streams from um uh, what are they called? Like a uh like jet baths or whatever like what do you need do you need to have a toy do you need to use your hands will the wind just do it if you stood outside naked on a windy day and had some wind um, stimulating your genitals would that do it like everybody's different so absolutely follow what what is turning you on and masturbation really and I hope over time it becomes easier, but masturbation should be a very easy conversation, especially between lovers. This should be a no-brainer. And if it's not, and you need to know how to have these conversations or even know how to bring it up, then connect with me. Uh, you can find me through malitsajelenik.com. At the bottom of my web, you can talk about that. Because if it's really awkward, it may actually lead to some issues in the long run. So knowing how to have the conversation about masturbation or whether you do or whether you don't. Um, but if you are planning on having sexual interaction with somebody else, I encourage you to know your body first. And for people out there who are asexual and maybe listening to this out of curiosity, just because you might be curious, but you're not sexually interested, that is cool too. You might not ever want to masturbate. You might not feel like it ever and there's nothing wrong with you. So masturbation is not a must for everyone, but if it's something that you want to learn how to do, definitely don't assume that it's going to be what you see in pornography. So, you know, there are benefits to, to masturbation. Like definitely it alleviates things like menstrual cramps and sometimes even it can help with digestion. Strangely, I find, um, you know, I, I don't know that there's literature on that, but um, there I find that's true. It also can help do things like boost your immune system, help calm your body down from anxieties and things. So masturbation is an amazing tool for, for calming down and just having your body function better. So the next question on the list is how long does sex last? Now, there's an odd question first. So the answers from... The answer from Google is um, that people are always trying to clock the time that how long it should last, but there isn't a specific time it should last. I agree with that. Now, I wanted to understand what these people are searching for when they're looking for how long does sex last? My impression, and I could be wrong, is that what we're looking at is cisgender heterosexual sex. How long can a penis last penetrating a vagina? is probably what people are looking at. And that is not the holy grail of sex. That is not the only definition of sex. And it's certainly not the only definition I work with. So how long does sex last? Let's, let's go into maybe non-penetrative sex. Let's go to, let's go to, to perhaps uh, two women who are having oral sex with each other. How long could that last? As long as they like right? You, you could have orgasm after orgasm. If you choose to, you could have all kinds of things. So how long does sex last is a very, um, it's a very cisgender heterosexual approach to sex because it's assuming that sex has to be penetrative. Uh, that is the assumption in the question because the answer to it is an assumed 
thing, but there is no desired number for how long it should last. But that is really also um, one of those questions is uh, more, the question is more like, how long can a man have an, or, uh, an erection for when he's, how long can a body with a penis have an erection for when it's penetrating something? That's really what that question is supposed to be, you know? So that's, and but if we really ask, if we truly look at the question of how long does sex last for, sex in itself, what first, how do you define sex is important. And if we are looking at penetrative sex, like, so I'm going to go over to that cisgender heterosexual norm of looking at sex. If we're looking at it as penetrative sex, there is no timeline for sure. Um, it could last anywhere from one minute to two hours or three hours, like depends on the person and how much um, ability they have with sustaining an erection or if they have a capacity for non-ejaculatory orgasms as well. So if they have that, if they have the ability for non-ejaculatory multiple male orgasms, then you might find that sex could last for hours and hours and hours. And last too means that there's a definition to this that sex somehow ends when um, somehow sex ends when one partner, generally the male partner, the partner with the penis, ejaculates. That's how long sex lasts. That's kind of the definition of how long sex lasts, but that is not actually the definition of how long sex lasts. So you could have all kinds of um, play beforehand, core play, which core play, it surrounds the actual say active penetration for cisgender heterosexual sex. So you could have core play before you could have core play after and what is core play it's foreplay but with way more fun right so core play is because it's core important to this um that is a term that was coined by the person who wrote she comes first uh it's the first time i heard it and i love the term core play i think it's really a great term to use um, because it's it's more inviting to just thinking that it has to be before actual penetration so it can be core play can surround all of it and can be part of all of it during as well so how long does sex last let's not define sex anymore by when a man ejaculates that's how long that's how we would define the lasting of sex what if it can be a completely different um, take on it it doesn't have to be he came and now sex is over that done no that's not it. So we are, I invite you to look at how long can sex last for you? How long are you willing? We're going to reword this question for fun. How long are you willing to enjoy your partner sexually? That's how I'm going to reword that for today. So how long are you willing to enjoy your partner sexually? That's how long your sex lasts. All right. Well, we have another question that we're going to explore and tap into uh, all those past questions that we've looked at as well. First, we're going to head to our last commercial break of today. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. I'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? 
Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone Radio Show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're looking at the top five questions that have been Googled about sex and the answers that Google has uh, brought up for us. So, and I'm going to give some of my take on it as well. So the first four questions that we looked at were how to have an orgasm, where is the G-spot, oh, sorry, how to get an orgasm, yeah, how to get an orgasm, as if we were ordering it from Amazon, that's right, and then how, um, where is the G-spot, where, and then how to masturbate, and the last one that we talked about was the whole question on how long does sex last? Yeah, so the very last question the top of the top five questions is surprisingly, why do I bleed after sex? Now, I have, I've actually not had anybody ask me that ever. So it's interesting to me that that question got Googled. Um, but I do have information on that. So I'm willing to share that with you guys. So what Google says is that one of the things that um, why do you bleed after sex is um, that sometimes there's an an insufficient amount of lubrication or vaginal dryness. I agree. And that also that, um, that it is something that if you have this occurring regularly, that this is something that you need to get looked at because there could be much larger issues at hand. There could be things going on in um, perhaps the different tissues in your vagina. So, hmm. It's a question, definitely. So if you have bled frequently after sex, or if you've assumed you should bleed because you've heard that um, that myth that if you're a virgin, then you'll bleed after sex, that's not so true. So, you know, the idea that, you know, your hymen gets torn, shredded somehow by a penis is not accurate. The hymen is actually a super stretchy uh, kind of tissue that it will stretch and it will, as it stretches, it just kind of opens. And sometimes the hymen can have other things where it atrophies, so it doesn't open, but that's an issue that uh, that would have to be looked at. Um, sometimes there needs to be surgery involved. So definitely there could be something going on where that there could be rough sex. Why do you bleed after sex? The sex is too rough, not enough lubricant. There could be infection that could be causing that. 
but definitely something that I wouldn't take lightly. So if you are experiencing bleeding repeatedly, like every time you have sex, if you bleed, I would look at a few things. You might also have, when I think about it, you might also have like allergies to latex. So if you're using condoms, then definitely use condoms. But if you have an allergy to latex, you're going to need to look at using some other condoms that are available. There are ones, there are lots of different kinds now available. So one of the ones that usually people when they're allergic to latex will use uh, lambskin one, lamb, sorry, not lambskin, lamb, I don't know what they use anymore, but in the early 1900s, it used to be lamb intestine. So I don't know if they still use that, but there is, um, there's a variety of different things you can use if you're using condoms and allergic to them and you're concerned about pregnancy uh, and and you really generally enjoy sex but you don't enjoy the bleeding yes you could have allergies so here's a few things to check if this is concerning to you go go to your gynecologist and ask them to do um, all the regular pap tests that they would do to see if there's anything like abnormal in your cells if there is something abnormal, obviously you're going to get treatment for that. Um, if you have some kind of STD that is affecting your tissues and you want to get treatment for that. If you happen to have torn tissues or if you're if you have like vaginal atrophy and every time something goes in there, it's it's like so vaginal atrophy is where your, your vagina would start to get really tight and it doesn't have a lot of flexibility. So if that's the case and then penetrating penetration of any kind could be incredibly painful, uh, causing things like vulvodynia, there, then you would want to do something that would actually start to stretch that. So you can get you can actually get vaginal dilators. They start really small and then they build up so that you're, it's like an exercise. It's like a vaginal exercise to allow your vagina to stretch. So you might need something like that. Um, if you are allergic to latex, you'd want to find toys that are non-latex toys because some of them might have latex on them. You also would want to use lube that doesn't have anything like that in it as well. There might be some lubes that are having that. But you want to uh, you want to make sure that you are dilated enough. Your your vaginal opening can actually open. It's stimulated. It's wet. You're enjoying it, and there could be traumas that are coming up that are causing you to um, have a reaction as well. So it's not sometimes something that you see on the surface. So if if the doctors fail you and they don't, you know, by by what I mean by fail you is that they don't have any answers for you. If your therapist um, doesn't seem to have any solutions for you because maybe it's not trauma, feel free to connect with me. Sometimes I can find some pretty cool solutions. So go over to my website, melitzajelenik.com. Remember, you can always book a 15-minute freebie with me. I'm always happy to do that with you. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Jelenic. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.